here's the thing. Uh, for everybody listening, don't make the same mistake the Bengals just did in any facet of your life. People are going to get hurt. It's the hockey season. And if they want to make the deep run to the playoffs, they're going to need players. And Ben Hutton is a good defenseman that can help. I, I don't think they will. If they don't have Anthony Davis, I'm saying it right now, if Anthony Davis is out for the playoffs, they don't make it out of the first round. I was very tempted to just put defense. What about the Jared Cook play on the sideline? And then Mason Crosby's 55-yard field goal or something like that. That was a good one. Austin, I've been saying this ever since Joe Burrow got injured. I just don't not. I, I just do not see Harden putting in the same amount of effort uh, into each game. Yeah, I honestly believe that's why he hasn't won a championship yet. That's a perfect name. What you said, name brand players. Like, it's it's not the great value of Target brand toilet paper or whatever. It's the Charmin Ultra Strong. Yeah. I, I swear we didn't script that. Foltz is injured, and he really hasn't lived up to the potential of being the number one overall pick when he was selected by the Sixers. Like you said, Ovechkin, he's getting older. He hasn't been playing as well as I imagined. He's one of the greatest goal scorers, scorers of all time, but he hasn't started off this season as hard as hope. How is Joe Burrow going to get the ball to them if his butt is already on the ground when he finally decides who to throw to? I don't really think the Dodgers are going to make the World Series this year. I feel like they'll make it to the uh, NLCS. And then I want to talk about the Fernando Tatis extension because that really surprised me because he's so young. You see the Chiefs beefing up their O-line um, and then you have the Buccaneers beefing up their defensive line. Ingrained in the life of Tom Brady and what winning actually looks like, I think will be a very good uh, move for uh, Bruce Arians and this Bucks organization. Hi, I'm Jeff Allen, and you're listening to Outsiders Opinions with Kevin and Austin. What's up, y'all? Welcome to our 91st episode. Today, we will be talking about teams that are Super Bowl or bust. Given how we felt about some teams, we separated them two tiers. But before we get into that, make sure to check out our last episode, which was episode 90, where we talked about um, predicting the success of each M- new NBA coach. And just so happens that two of the teams that got new head coaches were both Austin's and my favorite teams. So make sure to feel hear how we feel about those moves and who we think will have the best season as a coach out of the nine people. So make sure to go check that out. But today we're going to be discussing teams that are Super Bowl or bust. Let's start with Tier 1, where these teams are definitely Super Bowl or bust. Austin, I'll let you clarify it more. So Super Bowl or bust means win the Super Bowl or it's a bad season. Um, we've had multiple teams on this before. Last year we had the Bucks and they ended up winning. So uh, they took the desperation that uh, we felt they had to have and it worked out for them. Now, this year, uh, we do not have the Bucks in the category of Super Bowl or bust, which may be a surprise for some people because Tom Brady's age, but he did sign a new contract extension to make sure that he will be on the team next season. So when we get to the next tier list, you'll hear where we have them. Um, but first, I mean, this is definitely a team that I, I think is Super Bowl or bust, and we talked about it before, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we saw the additions that they had to the uh, offensive line. They made some trades. They signed some guys. It took Kyle Long out of re- retirement. Um, and obviously, they lost in the Super Bowl last year. What are your thoughts on the Chiefs, Kevin? 
Yeah, given how they lost the Super Bowl, losing 31-9, to that's definitely not how I predicted it, as I had them winning the Super Bowl, and I definitely would have just anticipated a much closer game. And it was really because of their offensive line, due to the injuries, which is something they – that's what forced me to make them Super Bowl or bust because you go get Orlando Brown from the Ravens. You spend big money on Joe Thune to get him away from the Patriots. You draft two offensive line, Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith. Then you cut. But even before that, they cut Mitchell Schwartz and, um, oh my gosh, Eric Fisher, the num- their number one overall pick, which was a big sign of them changing the guard. But they still have only three, but the third one has an asterisk. asterisk. Nick Allegretti is um was a guard last year that started he's probably not going to be the starter then you also have duvernay tardif coming back but that's why he's the guy that has an asterisk asterisk for me because he opted out because he's a doctor so he was helping um he was on the front lines with covid and then you have mike remmers who i believe is now taking the starting role as a right tackle he filled in but that's something that they really fixed. And then Austin, you also pointed this out when we were talking about them earlier. This is the final year of the rookie contract of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and they're going to have big issues trying to sign free agents later or to give extensions to guys like Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey or any of their other great players. So we'll have to see what they do about that. Um, the next team on our list is a team that uh, had some issues re-signing their uh, QB or getting them to come back to camp, we should say. Um, a team that made it far last year and lost by less points to the Buccaneers than the Chiefs did. Uh, I think you know where we're going with this, the Green Bay Packers. Um, I think they're one of the best teams in the league. I think they had the best wide receiver in the league, even though I know you disagree with that. I think they have one of the best run running tandems in the league with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Um, they also have a, a, a great... Uh, cornerback and Jair Alexander but um, because of the situation with Aaron Rodgers how he thinks the team isn't being run well maybe a Super Bowl will get him to stay long term what are your thoughts on that yeah um, I will agree Devontae Adams is probably my number two I just defer to DeAndre Hopkins Um, and to talk about Devontae Adams he is also in the final year he has yet to sign an extension and um, so you have that big pair of Rodgers and Adams and given how y'all have been to -to back-to-back NFC championships but the latest one you performed much better than when you faced the 49ers so and given the Aaron Rodgers situation it is definitely Super Bowl or bust and um because even to go for uh, Matt LaFleur this is 30 year like I don't think there's any trouble for him but He's got to get to the Super Bowl. And yeah, so Super Bowl or bust as uh, Rodgers and Adams are calling it last dance. I like to think of it as last chance. Um, Any more thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I fully understand that. However, unlike last dance, I feel like if Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, he will return. Do you disagree with that or no? You know what? Um, I... You, you and I had talked about it like way earlier when the Rodgers drama was happening and how I thought he was going to definitely get traded and how the Rod, uh, Packers should have traded him. I, I just don't know anymore. So 
I think I think no matter what, he still leaves. But I don't even think Rodgers knows what he's going to do next season, if that makes sense. So I think he doesn't, but I I, I can't really predict what he's going to do. I don't, I don't even think the front office can. Do you agree with that? Uh. Sort of. I feel like the front office trust that if they win a Super Bowl, they'll bring him back. And the reason why is that he said it wasn't a money issue. And if it's not a money issue, it's a winning issue. And if you win a Super Bowl, you can't do much winning than that. So I feel like he'll be like, okay, we have a team that can go out and do it again. And I feel like uh, Devontae will also resign. They'll be able to keep key guys like Mercedes Lewis, who's a very underrated tight end. Obviously, they have uh, offensive linemen that keep on leaving to go to quote-unquote greener pastures. But uh it's going to be interesting to see what they do if Rodgers decides to come back and run it back if they do end up winning. And then um, just before we move on, I think the more important signing is Devontae Adams. It Because is Jordan Love time, it's not, uh, it's not definitely year three. You would still defer to Rodgers. But if you lose Rodgers, you have Jordan Love. You really need to have one of the best wide receivers um, possibly the best for him. I think that would make great. Um, that would be a great sign for Jordan Love to have a established guy. And then you also have some young comers. Um, you have Robert Tanyan, the tight end, um, the um, Van Scantling, and then Lazard. And then you also have Rogers, the wide receiver from Clemson. So I think that would give a great wide receiver group to a young QB. And we saw what a great wide receiver group has done to a young QB. Um, let's just look at Patrick Mahomes. I think that's the ideal scenario that um, the GM for the Packers was thinking. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, it's Valdez Scantling. But yeah, MVS is one of the best wide receivers on deep passes. Uh, he had the most, I think, 50-yard touchdowns in the league besides Tyree Kill which, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to have more than Tyreek Hill because all they do is throw bombs to him. But the fact that he, I think, had six 50-plus-yard touchdowns, and he obviously had one against the Bucks too. Um, he's a great young wide receiver, and I think it'll definitely help to take the pain off of him or the guarding off of him if they make sure that uh, they can keep Devontae Adams. But I feel like we can move on to the next team. Um, this is a team that lost their starting center um, and had a blowout loss when it probably shouldn't have been against the Browns in the playoffs, and we're obviously talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this is definitely a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. I feel like people are giving way too much hate towards Ben Waffensberger, looking at all the picks he threw when he was just trying to throw the ball down the field to get as many points as possible. Most people don't see the 500 yards and five touchdowns. I only see the five picks. So uh, I think this team uh, is Super Bowl bust definitely because of their QB situation. I don't really trust any of the backups, Mason Rudolph or anybody else on their team. And uh, this is really the last chance for uh, their wide receiver core and their defense, which is one of the best in the league, to uh, get it done with this core. Yeah, um, I'm more on the side of, I think, Roethlisberger. Father Time is definitely coming after Roethlisberger, and we saw peaks of it um, or hints of it last year. So um, that's how I feel about him. And this is a team where the owner has even stated, we need to get back to our run game, and they draft Najee Harris. And I didn't know this till someone mentioned it. They only have one returning offensive line member of that offensive line so they're trying to fix that so they also um have juju um i think he signed a one-year contract or did he resign for a couple of years uh i never looked at the term i just know he resigned i didn't see the term 
on the deal. You can look that up real quick. Okay, I'm looking that up. So that's a key thing for me, and I agree with you. I really – I'm not confident in Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, so I kind of see there being of a drop-off, or maybe they go sign someone in the offseason or trade. Um, because I believe this is the final year of Ben Roethlisberger, which is a key thing of this needs to be this. They need to make the Super Bowl, and given how they did, given how they lost to the Browns in the fashion that they did, um, they really need to um, make it to the Super Bowl to please many people like me. Any other thoughts before we move on to tier two? Yeah, uh, another thing that most people don't consider is that I think they'll be pretty good in the Super Bowl if they make it. Uh, most people uh, don't realize how good of a defense the Steelers have because of how they ended off the season and giving up so many points to the Browns. But we've seen defenses take care of many teams' offenses in the Super Bowl. Um, we saw that with the Bucks this past year. We saw it with the Patriots in 2018. Um, big plays are always made on defense. So I feel like if this team could get to a Super Bowl, they could really wreak some havoc on any NFC team that uh, steps in their path. Also, um, the Juju Smith was a one-year $8 million contract. Eight million dollar contract with a signing bonus of seven million. Um, so he is another key thing because he's their number one wide receiver. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I feel like we move on to the new, the next tier, a new tier in ours, and uh, it's a tier we like to call "Can't Take a Step Back." Um, and that doesn't mean make it to the same place. Like, uh, for example, the Bucks are on this list, and we'll explain in further detail later on, but. You'll be like, oh, if they lose at all, it'd be a step back. No, it's how they lose. If they make it to the conference championship, I don't necessarily think that's a step back, especially with how these teams are. The Bucs are, uh, are not going to be playing as desperate, in my opinion, especially since Tom Brady's still under tenure next season. So uh, next year, there'll definitely be a Super Bowl or bust, whether or not they win a Super Bowl this year. Um, and so these are teams that can't take a step back and uh, we'll need to see them make improvements, but not necessarily win a Super Bowl. So uh, the first team, we'll just go right into it, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, the reigning Super Bowl champions. Uh, what are your thoughts on them? Yeah, um, they brought back every single starter from that Super Bowl team. So they have to, if they make it to a conference finals, uh, conference championship um, to stick in football terms, uh, then it's a win, but they do definitely need to make a prolonged run in the playoffs just given the success they had last season and they're a team i think that really goes off to a hot start if you listen to our early predictions for the nfl any more thoughts to add yeah i mean uh most people look at tampa and they're like oh they're old they obviously have a lot of older guys on their offense and their defense like rob gronkowski does he retire after the season we don't really know how long he's going to be Staying in the NFL, it doesn't even matter how long. If he signs an extension worth many years, uh, it doesn't, there's no guarantee he's going to stick through that. So I feel like for some of these guys, uh, it may be their last season. However, because you have Tom Brady, it does not mean it's their last chance to win a Super Bowl. If if we want to crown a team with the name Last Dance, this should be the team because of the uncertainty surrounding Chris Godwin. He is on the franchise tag. And given how you're paying people, this may be his last time as a wide receiver for the Buccaneers. We don't really know. I also think, um, I think Fournette and uh, McCoy re-signed for one year 
I'll look up um, McCoy. I'm I'm very sure Fournette signed. Fournette have... did. Fournette did. Okay. McCoy I don't know about McCoy. Is... Okay, I'll look up McCoy. So um, you can then add anything else. Yeah, I, I fully understand this being a last dance for this team. And for many of them, it's going to feel like a Super Bowl or bust season. However, for the Bucks organization, I don't think it is. Um, this is more of a situation like the Spurs in 2003. David Robertson was going to retire. And so they're like, okay, for the Admiral, we need to win a championship. And they do. And uh, that doesn't mean the Spurs are done winning. But it was like a last dance field. They were going to lose Steve Kerr. They were going to lose uh, many of their older guys on that 2000, uh, uh, that 1999 team and the 2003 team that won two, uh, two NBA championships there. Uh, but it doesn't mean that their run is done. They obviously won 2005, 2007, 2014. So uh, just because you have your last dance with a certain core of guys does not mean that your reign of terror on the league comes to an end. And LaShawn McCoy is a free agent, but the big player I think is Fournette because Fournette was more impactful than LaShawn McCoy in the Super Bowl from what I remember um, of that Super Bowl. Um, they also, I think, resigned Sue. Um, so I think we've talked enough. Let's go to the second team, which is the Rams. And they traded away Jared Goff and you get Matthew Stafford, which I think is an upgrade because I think – We've seen a regression ever since that Super Bowl trip by Jared Goff. Maybe it's because his team started to figure out um, to pressure him with the run game. So just stack the box and force him to throw, which is – and he lost his running back. Um, Mel, no, not Melvin Ingram. Melvin Gordon. Um, he So – but with Matthew Stafford, he's a guy that can sling the ball. He's a guy – um, Rogers talked about is has been underrated, especially in Detroit. So pairing him up with a guy, an offensive guru like McVeigh, I think will be a key idea, a key thing for their success. But given how it takes time, even Rogers, I'm just going to keep referencing Rogers, how he talked about how it took him some time to get used to the floor. Even Tom Brady mentioned it. So did Peyton Manning how it took time to get used to their new teammates. So we'll see that with the Rams, but they definitely have to make the playoffs. And like we said, with the bucks, I think if they make the conference championship, it's a win for them. What are your thoughts? Yeah, hundred percent agreed. Um, because it's his first season. I'm um, actually Stafford. I'm talking about with this team. I definitely understand why most people think of it as a Super Bowl or, or bust. Um, they're obviously adding to a team that's been to the Super Bowl once before and back in 2018, and obviously they still have a great defense uh, cornered by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. But again, it's the first year with a new QB, and that doesn't always work out like Tom Brady's did. Um, we've seen multiple times where a new QB goes there, and he struggles a little bit, and then he gets his uh, stuff going, and then he eventually wins the Super Bowl. Um we kind of saw that with Peyton Manning back with the Broncos. Um, the Broncos obviously lost to the Super Bowl and to the Seahawks and ended up winning a couple of years later. So it doesn't always mean that you're going to be necessarily out of it if you lose your first year with a great team around a star QB. But um, the Rams are definitely a team with Andrew Whitworth who signed uh, a contract to come back next season. And uh, I think he's looking at it in the same way I am, where this ne- this year isn't necessarily Super Bowl or bust, but next year definitely is. And then one more thing about – 
to make that argument for the Matthew Stafford trade, you traded two first round picks. So you have not had a pick since the Jared Goff pick. Um, and you trade Jared Goff, who is a number one, former number one overall draft pick and a third round pick to the Lions for Stafford. That is a huge amount. Of, those are some valuable assets. So I think that's why you can make the argument of how they're in the second tier. But given the year one of Matthew Stafford, they're not in this first tier just yet. And I think we can look at Whitworth contract situation, same thing as Tom Brady. Both are older in football terms. So um, they, but they still have one more year. So that's why key pieces to that offense um, are just, they have another year. So it's not exactly Super Bowl or bust. That's why in their in the second tier. Um, now we can move on to the final team that we'll talk about who's in our second tier. I'll let you announce them, Austin. Yeah, so the last team here is a team that's won a Super Bowl uh, while this quarterback's been with them. They also lost to a Super Bowl. Um, we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks with Russell Wilson, um, Pete Carroll. Um, they kind of took a step back last season. Um, most people did not see them losing as early as they did, and uh, that left many teams with uh, – surprised about what happened with the Seahawks season and uh they have a lot of questions about them uh Jamal Adams is on the last year of his deal Dwayne Brown also uh so they, they have a lot of guys that are uh that may leave afterwards and so they have to at least show improvement this year to at least attract a re-signing from Jamal Adams and crew and make sure that next year they can sign free agents to help them on a Super Bowl or bust season next year and given, like we talked about the Rodgers drama, there was drama with Russell Wilson, even though Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson have both denied that there was drama of Russell Wilson being traded. Dwayne Brown is another key piece because he is um, on the older side and he's only he's one of the only good offensive linemen the Seahawks have. And they parted with their offensive coordinator. Um, because they weren't running the ball as much and their defense struggled last season, Jamal Adams being one of them. And as he dealt with some injury problems and they gave up um, some valuable assets, I believe it was two number ones, uh, first round picks uh, to the Jets. Am I correct, Austin? That sounds right. I think it was two. Yeah, it was for two first. And I think they also traded the safety. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of that guy's name. They traded a safety in it too. Um, oh, they traded safety Bradley McDougal. That's uh, right. And then, so they gave up a lot of assets for Jamal Adams. And so it's going to be a big season for them where they should make a deep run. So I, uh, that's all I can think about. They also just extended Tyler Lockett. So that's a key thing. Any more thoughts on the Seahawks? Yeah, so the Seahawks are definitely a team that uh, has underperformed lately and in many other seasons as well. And I know they're hoping that they rebound and they're really going to need it in free agency. Uh, many teams, have, uh, players have not been interested in the Seahawks. They want to go to the Bucks or the Chiefs or the Packers or other places that they know are going to be really contenders. And when they when they see the Seahawks continuously lose in the first or second round of the playoffs, uh, it makes it a lot more dissatisfying to go there. So uh, a big season this year, not taking a step back, making it 
to the conference championship, I think would be a huge win for this organization. Yeah. Um, and if um, last season's free agency moves serve as a prequel to what could happen, New England could be a place that teams want to go to um, because they are willing to spend money, which is uh, a surprising thing. But uh, I think that concludes our episode. Any final thoughts, Austin? No, I'm excited to see next season, and uh, it's going to be a very interesting year. The first year was 17 games, so we'll see if that causes more injuries or not. Yeah, especially uh, given how oh they actually weren't that affected. I'm thinking of the, just the NBA and NHL. The NFL basically started on time. Um, it wasn't like a rush schedule, but I'm also excited to see how our picks turn out in the early predictions where we talked about our Super Bowl predictions. So make sure to check that out. And um, to talk about interview alumni, uh, make sure to check out the Jeff Allen interview as on there, he announced his podcast, which it's some great insight with Michael DeVito. If you go to the Casey sports network, YouTube page and find one-on-one with Jeff Allen and Mike DeVito, that is the, his podcast. And he is talking a lot about their offensive line and how he expects a big season or I haven't fully listened, but from what I'm seeing on his Twitter pages, he is a huge fan of Trey Smith from Tennessee, who is one of the guys they drafted. So make sure to check out that interview and to also learn about Jeff Allen's career and then also his cookie business or his cookie business with his wife um, that got a Super Bowl commercial, NBA Finals commercial. Um, which, and Austin and I both had those cookies and we're not sponsored delicious cookies. We even said on the uh, interview, best cookies out there. So make sure to check that interview out, um, and check out all the other interviews and to be on the lookout for our next episode where we will talk about NHL off season and where there are some big moves. So thank you for listening to outsiders opinions. Mm -hmm.